Greetings and welcome to Remnant Speaks. I'm your host, the Reverend Dr. Coach J, coming at you live from Remnant Fellowship. That space and that place that has a special space for young adults and their families. Hey, we're only here because you're there. So tonight, as you know, we have two special guests. These are individuals that know how to walk around in Clayton County. They understand you. They're a part of you. They live with you. And so on tonight, we're going to have a conversation about something that has just come over the crest. And we want to know what you think and what you feel. Now, I know that you could be doing a thousand other things, but you decided to spend a little time with Remnant Fellowship. And for that, I'm eternally grateful. So we're going to make this worth your while. So just sit back, relax, talk to us. If you got some questions, put them in the chat box, and we'll answer them when we get that chance. As you know, Remnant Speaks is not a gotcha podcast. We're here to have open and honest dialogue. We want to discuss the things that are surrounding us, our neighborhood, our community, and our lives. So as we get started tonight, everybody's talking about it. Lil Nas. How nasty is Lil Nas? I don't know. So let's talk about it. I got two young brothers here, and the first, you know him well, none other than Josh Scandrick. Josh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am, my name is Josh Scandrick, as uh, Kojay mentioned, and I'm back for a return episode, and you know, some of you guys know me, and ladies, some of you guys and ladies know me, and um, you know, hey, we... Hopefully, we have a very good dialogue and episode for you guys. So, everybody, tune in. If you missed any of them in the past, go back and check them out. You know, hey, tell your friends to tell your friends and tell everybody that if you're a Mustang, Bulldog, Panther, it don't matter. Check it out. You will enjoy it. Thank you, Brother Josh. And we have an old head but a wise head. And that's none other than Dr. Terry Baskins, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Doc? Well, once again, I want to thank you so much for inviting me this evening to be on the podcast. Uh, once again, my name is Terry Baskin. Uh, I am an associate pastor of Lakewood Christian Center in Riverdale. Uh, I'm also the tax commissioner here in Clayton County, and I've been in that position for the past five terms, and each terms is four years. Uh, I love gainful conversation. I love to get engaged in a lot of activities throughout the community, both my wife and I. And uh, the one thing that we want to do is just give back and learn from what we hear and take that to nurture each other. So really, thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being here. So let's, let's jump it off. So um, did you get a, anybody get a chance to see the Nas video? Little Nas, and if you did, 
Just tell me a little bit of what's your baseline understanding of what's really happening with Little Nas's video, Monterio. Well, uh, who would you like to go first? Go ahead, because <laughs> I think this is going to get really wild. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I guess I'll kick it off then, okay? So um, what I took from it, it was, uh, I guess you would call it a depiction of, uh, I guess, the Garden of Eden. You know, his, I guess from his viewpoint or uh, his community's viewpoint of how he pictured the Garden of Eden and everything and uh even how he views hell and i guess with his creative flair on it which i you know i didn't find it too amusing i didn't think it was tasteful uh quite frankly i i I felt like the same way that they were breaking tupac cds and everything they probably should have broke his stuff because it was just very very distasteful and for something like that to be just put out there for everybody to see kids of all ages are going to view this and i'm a firm believer in that kids shouldn't be exposed to certain things at a certain age so i think that it should be the same i feel like the same way they did the uncle luke videos and all this stuff and the tupac cds they should probably do the same thing it, it shouldn't matter whatever your sexual preference is. That shouldn't be even the, the the question. It should more or less be like what's appropriate for the kids that may get on YouTube and see this. You know, once you put it out there, you can't get rid of it. Even if you take it down, somebody else is going to have a copy of it. So that's kind of my beginning viewpoint on it. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for sharing. You know, I have the same viewpoint with a, a little flair to the end of it. It's basically helping everybody understand, okay, this is an industry that's been corrupt for years, okay? And it's something that we got to really understand the entertainment aspect of it. And you're right, you know, watching it was disturbing in my spirit. Uh, trying to understand what he's trying to achieve is basically finding that niche, okay? He started off as a black rapper, then he went from black country rapper, then black gay country rapper, and now into something that's the next step, okay? And if we were sitting here interviewing Lil Nas, we would find out that the creativity of it was basically to say, okay, this is something brand new for me, okay? I'm finding my niche. I'm trying to get out there and do my thing because it's all about popularity. To me, the deception is what bothers me the most because like you said, Josh, a lot of kids are gonna view this. A lot of people are, you know, of, of middle age, you name it. They're gonna view this and say, hey, that was okay. Or that was pretty cool. Uh, I like the, the dressing of it. Look, like I said, it disturbed me in my spirit. And this is why I couldn't support anything like this simply because I just don't believe in supporting Satan altogether. 
I don't believe the niche should be give glorifying Satan in what he was doing. Now, to me, it's just like selling your soul to, to the devil. You, you give up, you, you cave in, you quit on something that's going to make you famous. Okay. Yeah. We know there's a lot of people out there who have sold their soul to the devil and all they're looking for is fame and fortune. Well, to me, I feel that little Nash has found that niche and he's gone right down the drain. Uh, I, let me rephrase that. Uh, I, I, I repute that. He's found his, his, his niche and he's moving forward with it. And he's taking any and everybody else that he can grab. See? Right. But the worst part about it is deceptive, okay? It's a lie. It's something that's created that should have never, ever been brought out. Now, you may say just because you're a associate pastor and you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and so forth and so on. Look, I try to have an open mind to a lot of things. And this is why I looked at it, a portion of it prior to this program. And I was shocked then, okay? A lap dance for Satan. Really? Really? <laughs> I just didn't grasp that, see? And to me, it's just it's something I will not find charming. I have a 20-year-old daughter who said the same thing, you know? She thought it was pretty, uh, it, was, it was a bad taste, and it left a bad taste in her mouth. So how could she support it? So that's the way I see it. Gotcha. Well, let me ask y'all this. Um, is this. Isn't this just a real matter of uh, personal creativity based upon the situation in which they live? And who are we to crush their creativity? Hmm. Well, it, de it depends on when you say creativity. What are we creating? What are we trying to achieve when we look at this? Okay, is it the graphic that we're referring to, or is it the message that we're trying to get across? Because the message to me totally turned me off completely. See, so if we're talking about creativity, show me something that more people can really enjoy, more people can really get into. Oh, the graphic was there. Okay, I mean, the coloring and, and, and the possession, but it's just, I could not agree with how he put it together. So it was, it was the message that really disturbed my viewpoint of it. You know, and, and for me, I have to say this, I, I really don't care once again, I, I'm going to say it a little bit louder so that I can make sure the people in the back can hear me. I really don't care what his sexual preference is or what he identifies as. None of that matters. But what matters is if you want to be taken seriously, and not even taken seriously, but if you want to be respected and held to the so-called standard that you are saying, Lyrics matter. That's right. been over the years. Right. Lyrics matter. Um, the image that you're portraying in your video matters because the individuals that are watching and running these streams up aren't my age. They aren't your age. They're the people under us. So when you're presenting and pushing and selling this stuff to these kids, that is a problem. That's no different than the dope man selling crack and everything else to the kids. If you're going to push it, then you're no better than him. But for him to not only do that, you 
took something that was supposed to be beautiful and magical, the Garden of Eden, and put a complete twist on it. And that's fine if that's your perception. But you don't have to make your perception a reality for everyone else. Let people choose if they want to engage or be involved in whatever you're trying to sell. And that's the way I feel like it should be. Don't push it. And for I feel like that's his way of trying to force it upon the younger people instead of letting it instead of letting it just happen if it's going to happen. Okay, I, I get you. But let me ask you this then. If if he is um, maybe, you know, LGBTQI plus, and um, he's just now covering himself in this, uh, this position that he finds himself, and other people that are also in that community of, of, of belief, and um, they're living their truth, and their truth has been uh, they've been disenfranchised. They've been kicked to the side. They've been beat on. They've been um, uh, discriminated against. They don't have a lot of the things that quote unquote straight people have. So wouldn't his creativity um, is an outcry to basically saying, I'm in hell and you guys are putting me there because you don't seem to understand that this is my hell, but even in my own hell, I can still have victory over the devil. Well, um, I, I would have to slightly disagree. You know, his truth is his truth. Nobody's taking that from him. But I will say this. There's laws in this nation, this state, this country, this county, this city that protect and do more for the LGBTQ Plus, I think you said, well, the acronym, I don't know the full acronym, so don't hold that against me. But the thing of it is, there's laws and everything that protect them, that help them, that in a sense, it, it I feel like it protects them more than it protects the, the, the heterosexual black male. That's my opinion. Now, so if I choose to do the same video, switch it around. I'm not dancing with the devil. You know, I don't have it dark and gloomy. I have it bright, sunny, pretty flowers, you know. And then what if I put a twist on it and I have the devil pushing someone that's not a heterosexual man down into hell? I will be blackballed. I will be called a uh, 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 sexist. Mm. I will be called a, a million different titles because of my creativity. Mm -hmm. not saying I'm gonna do that but I'm just using that as an example mm -hmm. so if I can be hammered drugged through the mud and beat over the head with a bat because of my creativity then we're all equal we're mm -hmm. one nation under God I thought we all supposed to abide by the same laws of this land mm -hmm. so don't feel like you're being any more mistreated than the black male is being mistreated. We're equal. Mm -hmm. You want the, the same laws you have to abide by, I have to abide by. Mm -hmm. And that's how I feel about it. What you got, Doc? What you think? You know, 
I, I, I love what Josh was saying, uh, especially about creativity, especially for a, a comparison to between a heterosexual and a LGBTQ plus. Let's make sure we understand one thing. If you're black, you've gone through a lot, just like the LBGQ plus, okay? If you understand history, we've gone through the same thing. Now, creativity can be one way or another. Like he said, his creativity is the sunshine, flowers, beautiful days, things that nature. Instead of bringing me into hell, I don't want to go there. Okay, I'm a baby boomer, you know, and I was brought up in the year where a black man couldn't look at a white woman, even if he didn't have a suggestive thought in his mind about that woman, but he was beaten for that. Okay, I was in an era where they had to march and continue to march for civil rights to vote. Okay, so the point that he was making was very obvious, very understanding. And looking at, once again, this video, creativity is based on, you know, what you bring to the forefront. What are you trying to get the message across? And I agree with what Josh was saying. You know, my days are going to be bright. My days are going to be sunny because that's the way I live my life according to God. But to say that, you know, I, I, you know, if I'm gay and if I live in a culture where it's hell, well, guess what? We've all been there, okay? We've all lived that life before. It's not because of the sexual preference. It's just because we were Black all together, see? And this is the struggle that we continue to fight each and every day. It's just that now we divide the pie up even more. Now, let's make sure that we understand the message that we're trying to get out to the people today is to help them understand creativity has a fine line. You're either going to make it bright or you're going to make it very dark. And I frown upon what I've seen from this video. So how do, so how do we protect our, our freedoms of expression without denigrating our spirituality? Well, you, you, you know, there's a number of ways that we do it, but I say the, 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 the understanding, communication is essential, okay? It's very vital, especially to the people that we're talking about. Listen, we can, we can disagree. We can agree to disagree. I'll say it like that. Yeah. But let's make sure that we have a clear understanding when we finish with our discussion. You know, there's a, there's a means of respect. You may not understand what I'm saying, but guess what? We got the message, it's very clear. You are not happy with this, but then again, I can respect that. Uh-huh. And if we go on that line, instead of separating, constantly dividing up that pie, when do we come together, see? I know I can't open, you can't open the So, oh, go ahead, Josh, you was gonna say something? I mean, I, I completely agree that you can't you you can't always try to make it about either your sexuality or or your or even your political party. When it comes down to it, if it's right for the if it's right, then it's right. And if it's wrong, then it's wrong. Everybody's gonna always feel like, well, this person or uh this group should have done more for for us 
you know, it's always about us, 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 us. But what about the majority? Is the us the majority? You know, sometimes it's not about you or about this one group. You got to sometimes look out and beyond yourself. <clears throat> you can't sit here and be like, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm commissioner of Clayton County, so I'm only going to help my alma mater. So I graduated from Mara High School, so I'm only going to help Mara High School. Nobody else in the county, just Mara High School. So in a sense, you 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 can't always focus on that. I understand that he may feel like he that that his people and his group is targeted or they're mistreated. All right. I understand it and I respect it. I'm not saying that some of them aren't, but you know, like I know some, there's a lot of them that are treated well, that live wonderful lives, that don't have a complaint, nothing to complain about. But you have to always remember there, there, there's always someone else like the Asian group now that are being targeted. You know, they probably feel like, hey, we need help. But then right when they everybody starts shifting to the Asian people, now you got, hey, the black people like, hey, don't forget about us. You know, we've still been getting getting tortured and beat down for centuries. Mm -hmm. so don't give them all the attention. Mm -hmm. So at some point, you got to figure out how to balance that out. It's not just about one race or one uh, group of people. You have to figure out how to make the, the laws of the land where they work for everyone. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, so here's here, here's the thing that's kind of, um, I guess, challenging, challenging for us as a people. Um, and, and I don't mean to be uh, um, too forward, but here's the thing, right? So. If he is going through and, and he has a message that he's trying to send to his people, his, his group, um, and help them to better understand that you can, you can be who you are for real and you don't have to succumb to the, um, the social status that uh, other people want you to be and to live your own life, live your own truth. And if you're penalized and for it, it is what it is, but you live your life as you see fit. And if I have that creative edge and I want to produce that, what's wrong with me producing it? Because if you don't like it, all you got to do is turn it off or not even deal with it at all. Well, you know, I, I believe that is the concept that he has adapted to. You know, if you don't like my message, turn it off. Don't look at it. Don't don't buy into it or anything like that, which is fine with me. But you said a key word in what you just asked about, and that is we the people, okay? Because we the people live here in this community, in this state, in this nation, and we all have to live together. Once again, we're dividing that pie up, okay? And when we divide it, we're conquered to a point where we have no clue of what we're doing together. Now, now think, of that. think about this. Now think about this for a second. What we did last year in elections, I'm gonna sidestep this for half a second. What we did co collectively, 
We went out and it was over 4 million people voting in this nation. First time in the history, in the history of the United States, okay? So what do they do when they come back in session? Let's change the game plan. Let's change everything around. Now we're going to restrict them from voting. Well, this is the same concept that we're looking at when it comes down to me being creative and want to go out there and say, I'm designing something and only a few of you will follow me, but the rest, never mind. You're left out. This is where we lose the battle. And this is where we lose more souls than ever before, because we got to start thinking on, okay, how can I help the next man? And the next man has got to understand where are we going? You get a map and you want to go from here to California. If you don't have a map or your GPS, as anybody would say, how are you going to know what roles to take? Well, this is where we are today. And messages like what Lil Nas is putting out there is saying, I'm only putting this out for a few people. The rest of you, you're on your own. Well, guess what? As a baby boomer, I'm on my own, and my decision is not to follow. That's why I said before, deception is where we're headed and where we've got to stop and help everybody understand the true message of what needs to be done, and that is Jesus Christ. Amen. I think there's a, uh, a wise old saying that for every um, reaction, there's an opposite and equal reaction. Yes. And I think what we did is we saw this in another format once Barack Obama was uh, became the first African-American president. Mm -hmm. And that gave cause uh, for the Tea Party and some other alt-right um, wings of uh, government to begin to push, create, um, cause division, and, and split no matter how much we talked about unity and being together, it didn't really happen. And I think our former of uh, 45 also created that ability to have to galvanize people together because there was an awful lot of people that said, okay, I'm done with this guy and I don't wanna be in. And that's one of the reasons why we had an a, a, a astronomical turnout in voters. Either way, I think one produced the other. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking us, and, and even in another, another sense, Martin King um, and Malcolm X, the two of them was like a left hand and a right hand that mm -hmm. forced a change because you either had to take one that said by any means necessary, or do you take the other one that says, come let's love and live together. Mm -hmm. And those other people say, well, hey, you know, I don't want to go with this guy because that's too radical for me by any means necessary. But then there was a group that was like, okay, we can have that civil war again if you want to. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think there's this cause and effect that occurs in our society. So I'm asking this as a question. Do we do do we think that maybe it's our intolerance to LGBTQI? plus community that has produced this Nas kind of epidemic? Uh, I would say they didn't produce it, but 
they're incorporating, okay? I think it's to a point where you see, like I said, you, you start off with a black rapper, then a country black rapper, then now a gay country black rapper, see? The pie get just get, you know, you just keep building on to one another. And I think the support came because he was, he, well, he should I say he came out as gay, right? right? right. So they welcomed him. Old Town him. Road don't mean what we think Old Town Road means. Okay, okay. See, so I, I think this is how each and every community, you know, drift to that point. But like I said, I, I think today, and, and I say this to everybody that's listening, you know, you have to make a decision one way or another. This is either real or it's not. It's either, you know, something in your spirit that says, yeah, I can follow this or no, I will not. Okay. That's why God gave us choices, you know, good, bad, positive, negative, you name it. We have to look at this and say, it's either we're going to support it or we're not. To me, in my generation, in my community, we're not going to support anything like that. I mean, let, let's just flip the script again, okay? You, you got this tennis shoe that he's promoting, calling it Satan, putting human blood inside the shoe, and then you put 666 on it, and then you sell it for over a thousand dollars. And now you only market 666 pairs, okay? And it's sold out within hours of the first day, okay? Now think of those folks who purchased those shoes. What is what kind of message is that being sent? Okay. What does what does it does it really make sense? And we're only talking about tennis shoes, okay? What sense does it make? Is it a quality of life that you're looking for? Or are you trying to be the latest trend in this world? What you think? That's something we have to all think about. What you think, Josh? Well, I kinda I kinda agree a lot with that because I, I feel like it's not so much it's not so much that that they've been well, that he's been targeted or the, the, their group has been targeted and, and they've been pushed out or whatever it may be. I feel like at some point it, it comes down to to your morals, to how you feel about um, the symbolism of the shoe, uh, your religious beliefs. Uh, it, it boils down to a lot of things into one. And when it's all said and done, I won't support it. I won't buy the shoe, even if I had the money that they were asking for for one pair of sneakers, which is absurd. But if he wanted to put out something like that, I feel like he could have done it in a different way, and it wouldn't even be this type of issue. He could have made some type of what they call a special, um, a, a special program. You know, kind of how they do like them uh, parking lot uh, concerts or things like that. And he could have sold tickets and did that, you know, to like how they do like the uh, the movie things now where you can pay for the live movies and watch it from your home. He could have done it that way, you know, if you wanted to do something like that. 
but you you don't just put it out on a platform where it's accessible to any and everybody with no type of uh, restrictions, no type of guide, no type of blocks where a four-year-old can get on there and click Little Nas X trying to get to Old Town Road because it's catchy and end up on um, whatever the song is. And all right. So, you know, it's one of those things where it I feel like it was just really distasteful. It was distasteful. It wasn't done properly. Um, you know, of course, he has his loyal followers and there's those individuals that support Satanism and, and those type of symbols. So, you know, there's a there's a market for everything they say, you know, if you could tap into the right place. Mm -hmm. So I feel like he felt like he was tapping into uh, like Dr. Baskin says, he was tapping into a very select group of people. But it's not just about that group of people because your content was exposed to everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, so you have to be more aware and careful of what you're releasing and putting out there when you're doing things like that. Uh, Dr. Livingston, let me add on to, uh, let me segue on to what Josh was just saying. How about this? And this is a testimonial uh, to a point where, okay, now you put this shoe out there, you get over, you know, a thousand dollars per pair. What are you doing? What are you giving back to the community? What are you doing to show that you're loyal to the LGBTQI plus? What are you, what are you saying to these folks? All I want to do is just get all your money and that's it. You support me. And I'm talking about the little group that we're talking about. What is it that you're doing in retrospective of helping others? See, this is something that I want the listeners to understand is the message. And if the message is only for him to reap the benefits, it's not good at all. Uh, I, okay, I can go there. I can go there. Uh, I, I like that as a as a, a a point. That's that's a very good point to think about. I, I like that. I, I was I was a first taken back uh, when I saw the video, um, the imagery, um, and like Josh said a little earlier, you know, the ideal of um, the Garden of Eden becoming a place and. I learned a little later on that the people that were in blue uh, represented the power structure of a male dominated world that determines you know, what happens in everybody's life. And that um, the rocks that were being thrown and him popping up all over the place is realizing that he is who he is uh, and being who he is because he sees himself all over because there's a lot more people like him and that's who he was reaching out to. And I get that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But I do have to, I, I understand it. I say that, I understand it. And I understand that's his creativity and that's his expression. And although you put it out there and I was able to view it, doesn't mean that I have to be, um, I, I, it's not mm -hmm. like I don't support the LGBTI plus community. I'm not saying that. But I'm also saying that I think Josh is right on that, that same level where you gotta be mindful that there's more people out there. But even that question was brought up 
and answered um, through a couple of other individuals that, I, that, that was having a conversation about this same video. And that is um, talking about homosexuality or the LGBTQI community doesn't make a kid LGBTIQ. Um, people in um, social media doesn't make a person that way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and from their point of view, um, it's, you know, you're born into it. It's not a matter of choice. Um, it's not a matter of preference. It's who they are and that's their truth. And they're trying to live their truth authentically and true. I get that. And, I, and I'm okay with them with having that, that understanding. The thing that bothered me the most was the shoe. Um, because if you're going to take who you are and represent it by the evil that exists amongst all the good that we are attempting to try to do to bring us together as a people, now I don't, I'm not quite sure I can go with that. Um, mm-hmm. If you're going to use that as the representation that you're fighting against and but you're glorifying it in another sense that it's your hell, but it's all of our hell. And then you take it and put it in a shoe and mark it 666, that's glorification of it. It's Mm -hmm. not a downfall of it or that you're fighting against it. It's saying that you're lifting that up. Mm -hmm. Could I be wrong or am I missing something? I don't think you're wrong. Uh, and, and while you were saying that, I had a number of things that, you know, I, I was thinking about. Um, his niche has caught on to a lot of folks. Um, but once again, let's make sure when you break this down, you know, you slice the pie up. When do we get to a point of saying enough is enough? Now, just, th- just just think for a second. If we galvanized ourselves, LGBTQ, Black, Hispanics, uh, Asians, uh, African-Americans, you know, if we galvanized ourselves, don't you know we would be in control? Don't you think that we can pull a lot of legislators to the side and make them see our just cause? Don't you think we would have a powerful voice to speak to those who are in power and help them understand that that they're not in control. But the whole isolation is all about separate, keep dissecting, keep moving uh, aside and keep one after another. This is where we fail in everything that we're doing today. Okay, because we're pointing the finger at each other and they say, oh, you know, I'm gay or I'm lesbian and I'm going through hell. We're all going through that. See, we're all been there and done that. Okay, so the key is, once again, if there's anything we need to we really need to sit down and have dialogue all together. You know, let's push titles aside and really slice into the pile what we're what we really want, because what you said, Dr. Livingston, makes a lot of sense. Is not that, it, and I'll speak for myself, you know, because I'll, I'll tell you right now, I don't care whether you LGBTQ, you know, flip side, backside, whatever. I, I don't care. You are a person to me, okay? 
And it's how you come across as that person. Are you representing what? Or are you just a human being meeting another human being? And we can both have a clear understanding of what you want. I think that's the simplest phase, uh, uh, phase of life we need to understand. Just because you have, you, know, you, you have this understanding of sexuality doesn't mean that I hate you for it. It means that now we have to live together one way or another. And this is where we need to clean this up all together. Gotcha. What's your, what's your thoughts, Josh? My thoughts is, it, it, it goes, Kind of to piggyback off what Dr. Baskin said that I feel more or less it's not it's not a matter whatever their sexual preference is because quite frankly I don't care you know I respect everybody as a human being as a man woman or whatever they identify as first but I don't care what your sexual preference is now with that being said what I do care about is what you're exposing the younger people to at a younger age. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a pediatrician. I can't tell you how in you know how things affect kids at what age. But I will say this: I, I can remember being a child, being exposed to certain things, being you know uh, seeing certain things on TV and stuff like that, how it made me feel, what it made me think. So therefore, that's why I'm like, hey, kids should not be exposed to certain things at a certain age. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that I'm against the LGBTQI plus community. I'm not against them. You know, if anything, I feel like they do deserve rights. Everybody deserves equal rights. I don't feel like they deserve special rights. (laughs) Let me get that. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't feel like they deserve special rights, but I do feel like they deserve rights like everybody else. Now, if that made me a bad person, I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. But now the video, like I said, if he wanted to release it, like you remember in the uh, the 90s, early 2000s, where they used to have a special disc that yeah. they used to put in these, he yeah. could have done something like that, you know? Something where it's a more of a control type of thing, and it's not just exposed where anybody could see it. Because I remember, you know, I remember being younger and and trying to stay up late so I can try to watch BET Uncut and all this stuff, you know. Or so, do you feel like he kind of disrespected you by putting it out there, and and now you got to deal with it? I feel like I, I the BJ straight Frank. I feel like. He was forcing something onto my kids that I don't know if they're ready for yet. And that's how I feel about it. It's like growing up in a a community full of poverty. If you leave that community for a week going on a school trip or so, and you are in a more, let's say you're in the middle upper class and you was in a, you know, lower class before, and you you get exposed to how these other communities are living you're like hey i can live like this one day that makes you want to be able to strive to get that house to live in that better neighborhood so if you're exposing these kids which have these minds that are very vulnerable and impressionable and you keep pushing this stuff on them whether it's in tv movies 
television shows and music. If you keep pushing that on them, you're you're I feel like you're trying to push them, you know, that direction. Don't do that. Let them make up their own mind. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, like I said to your y'all earlier when we started, it's like 21. It's like playing 21. Somebody's got 19, and now it's about to come out. So we have to shut it down, Doc. We got to shut it down. <laughs> so it's time for the magical wand question. And um, since you just left off, Josh, I'm going to ask you the magic wand question first. If you had a magic wand and you could wave it and it would change and everybody would have to do whatever it is that you wanted that magic wand to change or do. What would you change for those who like, support, and understand Nas and his predicament and shoes? What would you change? You got the wand, boom, what would you change? I think he's muted. Oh, I think you're okay. muted. So what I would change, I would simply, I would just, I would take sexuality out of a lot of conversations, whether it's political, whether it's non-political, whatever it is. If you can remove the fact of something being uh, about your sexuality, we will be stronger. More of us will be, we could stand together more. But we only stand together for a certain amount of time on certain topics. And then we bring either race into it or we bring sexuality into it. And then that third one is religion. We bring race, sexuality, and then religion. If we can remove those three out of a lot of these conversations and topics, not saying now, hold on, let me let me state this for the record. I'm not saying that we need to remove any one of them, but I'm saying a lot of stuff could get accomplished if you put some of these things to the side. Now, I understand you got morals, values, and you know, religious beliefs that things are and your religious beliefs that things, you know, how things should be and how they should go. So I know that, you know, this is far-fetched, but you know, sometimes if you can kind of step outside of, well, I got to stand for Black Lives Matter or I got to stand for Asian lives or blue lives or however you want to look at it, we can get a little more accomplished. Thank you, Josh. Thank you for sharing. Dr. Vasquez, you got the magic wand. Okay, if I had the magic wand, you know, I would wave it over the nation where everybody exchanged shoes. In other words, you walk in the next person's shoe, you know, as a white person walk in as a gay person or as a gay person, as a black person, you know, vice versa. So they can see each other's world and have a better understanding. Because I think when we get to that point where we now appreciate each other's uh, way of life, okay, from a rich man to a poor man, to a poor man, to a rich man, it's not about the, you know, you made these achievements, but then do you really understand and do you really appreciate what you've done? So if I have somebody that's, 
that's uh, white that walks in my shoes or see what I see and done what I've done. Maybe there's a better appreciation of life for an African-American person, for a gay person, lesbian or trans, uh, transgender, helping everybody understand this is the walk they walk. And now maybe we get a better a clarity of what they're doing, why they're doing it, when they're doing it, and how they're doing it. Because one way or another, I know for a fact, we're not communicating with each other because we stay in our own group, our old fixated group, and we want to stay there and complain about the next group. But we don't understand what they've really gone through. You take a person that's been in the KKK, they, don't, they hate Black people but why do they hate black people? Let's get a better understanding why. And would you believe a good portion of those folks, they don't know why they hate black people. This is why if I had a wand, it would give an opportunity for everybody to share in what kind of lifestyle you're living. You know, the program they have on the uh, undercover boss where the boss goes in and nobody knows who he is. He's just a fresh face. Well, he's been at the top all this time and he's been doing his thing. And all of a sudden, you know, he's down there with, with the peons. I'll say it like that. It gave him a better perspective of what was going on down below. Now, when he gets back to his world, what does he do? Is he making a change in life? Is, is he just going about his way? This is my magic wand. If I can wave it around, and have people to really get into other lives, we have a better perspective on each other's lives. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that completes another episode of Remnant Speaks. How nasty is Nas? I sincerely thank each of you for sharing your time to engage our young adults. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Dr. Baskins. My pleasure. It was a powerful evening of dialogue. The Remnant Speaks podcast, God willing and the creek don't rise, will be on every Tuesday night at 6.45 Eastern Standard. Please know, Dr. Baskin and Josh, that you're always welcome on this podcast as well as anything else Remnant Fellowship does. Now I pray the blessings of God will open up a window and pour you out a blessing so much that it overflows your cup and you have to drink from your saucer. Amen. I am the Reverend Dr. Coach J, and you have just heard Remnant Speaks. God bless you. May heaven shine upon you.